excited it's Tuesday. Teenage athletes who keep playing after a concussion need twice as long to recover as those who were sidelined right away. Gene Wilder has died. Uma Abedin is leaving her husband, former New York Congressman Anthony Weiner, after he was caught in another sexting scandal. New safety rules from the Federal Aviation Administration are expected to open the U.S. skies to more than half a million commercial drone aircraft. FAA Chief Michael Huerta announced the new federal rule. Several storm systems are concerned for people from Hawaii to the Carolinas. Okay. Let's make it nasty. Anyone really pay attention to radio anymore? Time for the Dave and Dave Radio Cast on TuneIn Radio. Come on, it's showtime. Are you ready? You know, I kind of like that. Everybody needs a little sax in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Dave and Dave Handball Sports Radio Cast with Trish the Dish. Dave Chapman joins us, kids, with a rare interview. We have celebrity birthday, stand up hilarity, Olympic quick hits, entertainment news, and a few handball announcements. But first, the dish. According to a new study, 56% of men think sexism is pretty much over. What do you guys think? Sexism is over? Hmm. I'm interested why they surveyed men <laughs> instead well, of women. Well, I think you'd have to first look at I'd like what are s- women making on the dollar that men are making. And it's at least 25 cents less on the dollar. So you'd have to say just by that, it certainly is not over. I know. That's why I thought they should have probably surveyed the women since they're the one who are really subjected to sexism the most. Do you feel like you're being looked against in the workplace, Trish? Um... Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. I think, you know, I see more men with better opportunities, definitely with a heftier paycheck. But, you know. So everything's money with you then? No, not money. I've not <laughs> even mentioned money more than once just now. Okay, <laughs> but when you brought that up, the first thing I thought of was just being sexually harassed. Mm. You know? Oh, yeah. That, I never even thought of money. Well, Harvard didn't accept women until 1977. Didn't That's know a that. fun fact. Didn't the Masters golf tournament, I mean, the the club just recently allow women in within the last 15 years? Probably in the last six years. Condoleezza Rice, I believe, is their first member, kind of an honorary member. But for the first 60 or 70 years of the club, there were no women allowed there. Now they have two or three women members. And that's pretty much the case at a lot of these golf clubs. And even uh, one of the top courses in the British Open Rota was suspended for not allowing women members. And their club members voted on that. So it's a, it's very much. So a you man's... said Condoleezza Rice was the first woman to be allowed as a member at Augusta. Yeah, it's right? interesting that they picked a black woman as their first woman to be. Why is that interesting? Conduct- I, I don't see color, oh. so I can't. Recall. Okay, I don't follow. Well, it. that's interesting. <laughs> it's illegal in Ohio to use Santa Claus in ads for alcohol. Makes sense. I'm sure Dave Fink loves that. The, right? Two of my favorites. <laughs> alcohol in Put Santa together. or alcohol in Ohio? <laughs> the phrase over the top comes from soldiers going over the top of trenches in World War One, which I never thought of that. No, who would? That's I thought that it came from Sylvester Stallone going over the top. Dave, you remember that great film? <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Kind of a spinoff of Rocky, the arm wrestling version right. of Rocky Balboa. A new study found the older you are, the happier you are. The research found that you're the most stressed out and miserable in your 20s and 30s, but as you get older and learn to stop worrying about what other people think, you become happier. Really? I agree with this. Okay. But isn't it funny when you look back on your 20s, you can't think of a better time? <laughs> yet, when you were in your 20s, you couldn't have been more miserable? Why is that? I look at people in their 20s and just think, if I could just go back there, <laughs> just be there again. I look at people well, that's their... because you have clarity now, whereas you didn't have that in your 20s and 30s. See, I look at people in their 20s and just think to myself, I hate you. <laughs> I really, absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. what I mean. <laughs> hate. Yeah. Just full hate. of hate. Right. What else you got there? A new study found a lot of people file for divorce in March and August, and if my... It might be because they don't want it to interfere with holidays or their family's summer vacation. Well, they have priorities. A new study out of the University of Toronto found out that the key to living a long life is being close with your family. The researchers found that friends don't actually make a difference. Hmm. I don't agree with that. Some friends. I want to agree with it. I really, <laughs> I really like that. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I think friends have a lot of impact on your happiness. They're the uh, family that you choose. You can't choose your family members, and let's just face it, we all have family members that we don't want to be associated with, but friends, 
but more that people we do. we pick. Well, there's I have no family members I want to be associated <laughs> with and no friends, actually. <laughs> well, then you're going to be so, very, very happy. It looks like, according to my watch, I'll be dead before the show ends. Three out of four people have recurring dreams, according to a new survey. And the most common ones are falling, being chased, or being back in school. <laughs> That does, yeah, that would be a reoccurring dream. Being back in school is very stressful. All those deadlines and tests and classes. I had a reoccurring dream last night, as a matter of fact. Get into it. You should say that. Which well, one? I was, I was in school and I thought the semester was over. We took our last final and I was ready to, to go and found out we had two and a half more days. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a reoccurring? You've had yeah. that your whole life? Well, it was a school dream. Not every school dream uh, is okay. the same. I see. I was in school. The reason there's a top 40 for songs is because jukeboxes used to hold 40 songs. That's cool. Yeah, and it's... uh, Good stat, Trish. Thank you. Bruce Springsteen played his longest U.S. show ever last week at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Three hours and 52 minutes, only bested by his four-hour and six-minute show in Finland in 2012. Hey, Bruce Springsteen, about 67, 65, no, I don't think he's, 62. Yeah, okay. He looks he's, young. He's in his 60s, though. Okay. Jogs five miles a day to stay fit. Pretty impressive, though. Dave, I know you're a big Boss fan. I'm sure you would have loved to have been in New Jersey at that great show. You're looking at me. No. I'm just not hoping, so much. That, <laughs> <laughs> hoping that this all ends. No, I, yeah, I like his stuff. Yeah. I know, sadly, Gene Wilder passed away on Sunday at the age of 83. His family said he was suffering from Alzheimer's disease Mm. for the past three years, but didn't want to let everybody know and wanted to keep that diagnosis private. He was most famous for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein. Trying to think of some of those other hits from the 80s. And Rob Lowe, who we just mentioned, sent a tweet out that Willy Wonka was a clinic in modern comedy, had a lot of respect for him as well as a lot of other comedians. No, he just wasn't the him. same after Gilda Radner passed away of cancer from Saturday Night Live. They were married, and he, his comedy yeah. just, almost like his career just ended. I was kind of saddened when I read this story because I grew up idolizing him. Mm-hmm. And the whole the whole aspect of some of his slapstick comedy, if you want to watch a great slapstick, uh, Blazing Saddles is just as good as the airplane movies. Young Frankenstein might just be the very best of all time. You have to watch it. And if we're going to lose somebody with crazy perm this week, why couldn't it be Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> and I believe that's going to wrap up our E! News update. Today we have some pretty cool stuff. Dave Chapman with a phone interview uh, right around the corner. He's hanging on the phone right now, and he's going to talk about his retirement, being inducted into the Southern California Handball Hall of Fame, if he's going to come back. We'll learn about that as well. And then the United States Handball Association's Three Wall National Handball Championships come up in Toledo, Ohio. Number one seed, Sean Lenny. Number two seed is Tyree Bastidas. You see Luis Moreno's name in there, Dane Zatkowski, Marco Lemus, Shorty Ruiz. There's some pretty Mondo big names. Ortiz, a yeah, lot Mondo's of great names there. there. Sean Lenny going for number eight. If he wins this year, Dave, it'll be five of the last six years that he's won that event. You'd have to say one of the great three-wall players to ever play, whether he wins this year or not, but he'll be the favorite going into this year's event. And every year, it seems like it's a strong field, and he seems to win it just about every year and like i said he's won it every year since 2012 except for 2013 should be good and you know that the wph will be providing daily updates starting on thursday they've also added a big ball division and i know one wall has uh, some of those games going to be aired as well i mean aired by played there right. in uh, toledo ohio so we'll definitely be covering that if you want to capture all of this information make sure to come to our website at wphlive.tv to catch what is going to happen over the weekend in Toledo, Ohio. Also, it was the Big Blue Ballers last weekend in Brooklyn, New York. WPH team member Veronica Figueroa putting together one of the great one-wall events of the summer, Dave. It was the third one-wall big ball major of the summer, won by Timbo Gonzalez, believe it or not, his first one-wall singles title of the summer. The women's doubles had 29 teams. That's the biggest women's draw in the country, 58 players. I think in any form of handball, the biggest that we've seen. So very impressive there. Great event from Veronica, who's really an amazing handball ambassador. So look forward to seeing her in Las Vegas next month. She's an amazing person. Trish, have you met Veronica yet? No, I haven't. You're going to soon. (laughs) Hope that you do. Going to arrive at your doorstep. 
Veronica, a retired NYPD police officer, also a current tournament director for the New York City Junior WPH Junior Shootouts and the Big Blue Ballers and a number of other great events that she puts on. Can't say enough about her. She'll be in Vegas this year at the Three Wall Ball Outdoor World Handball Racquetball Paddleball Championships. That'll be September 21st through the 25th in Las Vegas, right there at the Stratosphere Hotel. Those rooms are going to sell out. So if I were going to say, what are the big topics for today's show? Stratosphere Room, better get it now. Uh, It's the only place really on the Strip that has four stars or more that will be at this price. And you can find that information at r2sports.com. Search for handball. Look for the three-wall ball outdoor world handball racquetball paddleball championships. And then use your tabs to find information, division, the fees, the the uh, prize money as well as hotel discount codes they're all online there at r2 sports and espn is going to also be in the parking lot as well and just to clear it up dave the september 21st the wednesday is going to be junior clinics that night the tournament officially kicks off on thursday september 22nd that's the small ball portion the big ball and the one wall starts on friday yeah i believe okay so just wanted to you know, some people saying, well, I can't get there on Wednesday. Well, if you're only playing one wall, you don't start until Friday. If you're only playing big ball, you also don't start until Friday. So make your reservations, though, now. Yeah, Hopefully that, you be there on Wednesday night. It's going to be a great, those, yeah, great it's, opening ceremony. It's fun ceremonies. early because a lot of people like to come in and practice early, which is cool. But if you really can't make it, don't limit yourself to thinking that you can't do this. Because right. uh, Friday night really is when one wall is going to kick in. And if you just want to play in that bracket, there's been extended prize money given to the one wall big ball doubles. John Rookie Wright, mm-hmm. Kadeem Bush is going to be there, as well as Timothy Gonzalez, Taiwan Cook. Carlin, Carlin Rosa. Rosa. Right. I mean, we have some pretty big names. I know Chris Show is going to be there. Pee Wee uh, Castro is gearing up for uh, for his show. And then we have the guys that we've grown to know and love, like Juan Santos and Samson Hernandez and Chava Cordova, Sal Duenas and, and Shorty Ruiz also going to be there. Tanisha Grooms, Danielle Daskalakis, Sandy Ng are going to be on hand, as well as one of the greatest outdoor women's players of all time, Tracy Davis. It's going to be a lot of fun. And the lineup. lineup is absolutely amazing. But the the bigger announcement now is that they're playing with the pin red ballistic ball, which is on sale at thehandballstore.com. Kind of bucked the trend just a little bit. Went mm-hmm. to uh, a distributor and bought a whole bunch of cases of those red ballistic balls. If you want to practice with some before Vegas, we slash the prices. It's in our web store at thehandballstore.com. You can buy them lower than you can buy anywhere on the planet, even from a distributor, even from... The actual manufacturer themselves. So that is something you might want to just call up. What else do we have, Dave? Any other updates in the in the world of handball besides the Dave Chapman interview that comes up right around the corner? No, I, I think you've pretty much covered it. We've got, a, like you said, a couple of big events here in September. Kicking off in Maumee at the Lucas County Rec, Three Wall Nationals, USHA. Then we'll transition into the Three Wall Ball in Vegas. And then it's... It's also the Washington Athletic Club's yeah. pre-race kickoff event for the second straight year. That falls in between Mommy, Toledo, and Vegas. And that'll be Sean Lenning, Emmett Pichot, Mondo Ortiz, and Luis Cordova battling there for unofficial race points, but it is a race title, and it's going to be exciting. I mean, they've got the local news involved. They're, it's going to be a great event. Clinics, each guy's going to play two matches. Those guys up there in Seattle treat our pros really well. Randy Maltak, Brian Henson, Darren Barr. Great group up there, the Washington Athletic Club. And so you can go to our website as well to get information on that. Right. Before we go to that Dave Chapman interview, I know he's on the line waiting for us on uh, line number three. Mm. Let's go to Trish the Dish. She has some more celebrity birthdays. Demi Lovato is 24. Who cares? Oh. <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. Hayden Panettiere is 27. I'm a big fan of Hayden. I'm a Nashie. I think Trish, I'm a Nashie, are... too. I actually introduced him to Nashville. I was and the original. Luckily for us Nashies who hit the Twitter feed hard with hashtag bring back Nashville, it is coming back on CMT January 5th, debuting season number five. That must feel really good going from ABC to CMT. Sorry. It seems more fitting anyways. Jeremy Lin is 28. Blake Lively is 29. Did you guys go to the movies and watch The Shallows with her? I have not. You should. Is Mm. it good? Very good movie, yeah. Amazing. Oh. Macaulay Culkin is 33. I mean, 36, sorry. 
Andy Samberg is 38. He's one of my favorites. You say 38? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's great. He's our age. Well, um, sorry, don't look at me that way. When you say that. <laughs> Andy Samberg of now Brooklyn Nine-Nine fame. Great <laughs> sitcom that I know you don't watch, Dave, but you should. Yeah, we're don't, a big don't fans. Don't watch it. Very, very, very funny. funny. I don't watch TV. I work out. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Kobe Bryant is 38. <laughs> I know you're a big fan, Dave. Just looking at your notes here. Adam. I'm Kobe. <laughs> Amy, Adam, Amy Adams is 42. Kristen Wiig is 43. Love her. David's a big fan. Great. Dave Chappelle is 43. Whenever I think of Dave Chappelle, I always think about him going missing. To Africa. Yeah. yeah it was the b- most bizarre thing. Freddie Durst is 46. Limp Biscuit lead singer. Yep. And uh, Claudia Schiffer is 46. Ah. Supermodel Claudia. She was she, once married to David Copperfield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you, she's still stunning. I mean, these models just age yeah, impeccably. She's, she's amazing. Yeah, they can still be runway models now. Most she of, helped me through my first marriage. <laughs> 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 I didn't even know what that means, but. We don't want to know the details. Melissa McCarthy is 46. Just watched a movie with her the other night, Identity Thief. Love it. Good movie. Very funny. It's one of her best. How about Spy? I like that one. It's good. Very good. Yeah, she played. Christian Slater is 47. Rachel Ray is 48. Tabitha Soren is 49. Tabitha Soren from uh, MTV. She was the video jock when we were kids, Dave. Mm -hmm. Mm. Remember the MTV news updates with Tabitha Soren? Reggie Miller is 51, the NBA star. I think you said that loud enough that even he could hear it. <laughs> Reggie Miller, eight points in seven seconds, I yeah, believe, in that pretty playoff amazing. game. And two fouls. <laughs> two offensive call. fouls. <laughs> and John Stamos is 53 Looks like from he's Full House. 23. Also from Grandfathered, which unfortunately was canceled. Mm-hmm. Trish, I know you were a big fan of that show. Actually, I wasn't. Mm. I predicted it would be canceled. Steve Gutenberg is Every 58. movie, every show has been. <laughs> Do you guys know who Steve Gutenberg is? Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. in the police movie, Police Academy. Police. Also yeah. Three Men and a Baby. That's my yeah. favorite. And he's from Michigan. And what does that mean? Oh, I'm from Michigan. Oh, okay. We yeah. All, yeah. Right. <laughs> Cal Ripken Jr. is 56. Now, was his father a baseball player too? Well, he was a manager, but yeah, he played. And so did his brother, Billy, on the oh, same yeah, team. Oh, yeah, because I feel like they have like that name that's very baseball. Yeah, dad was a was the manager of the Baltimore Orioles, and he played oh. for it, and so did his brother Billy. But Cal Ripken was a great athlete, and he's you know people forget very big. I mean, what six? I think three, he started six, it. Four. He kind of started that, paved the way for the Alex Rodriguez's right. to come out and be a six foot four shortstop. Yeah, because at that time shortstops were like Ozzy Smith, right? Small, like five foot ten, five eight. Yeah, and then you know Cal Ripken transitioned to third base, like a lot of these bigger guys will will do later in their career, but. He was also a very good basketball player. Had a full court basketball court in his house during the offseason. He'd bring players over and they would scrimmage. Hmm. And they had to sign a waiver when they got to the door. Really? Yeah. Any injury, Cal Ripken did not want to be responsible for it. So. <laughs> Dennis Leary is 59. Kim Cattrall is 60 from Sex in the City. She's still hot. Uh, and Gene Simmons from The Kiss. The band. Kiss. I like the that. The Kiss. <laughs> the Kiss. Is uh, 67. And Bill Clinton turns the big 7-0. Hope he has a lot of balloons at that party. You know how much he likes balloons. He loves balloons. So Uh, does his wife. (laughs) Connie Chung is also turning 70. Robin Leach is 75. From the lifestyles of the rich and famous, I'm Robin Leach. Kenny Rogers is 78. Robert Redford is 80 and still gorgeous. And also Sean Connery, who's 86. Those are two of the great, probably great-looking most desirable movie stars in history, wouldn't you say, Robert Redford and Sean Connery? <laughs> we have that Dave Chapman interview coming up next. Let's go to that. Right around the corner. Stick with us. It's the Dave and Dave Handball Sports Radio Cast with Trish the Dish. We'll be back in just a bit. Stick with us. Hello. I had radio shows on. I'm really excited. Do we make mistakes, all of us? Absolutely. We talk sports. Come on, you can do it. Thank you for listening to Dave and Dave. On TuneIn Radio with WPH Live TV. The WPH $200,000 Race for Eight Professional Handball Tour is back. Top handball players, qualifiers, senior 40-plus men, and women's elite will participate alongside amateurs, age division, juniors, and skill-level players at multiple stops beginning in October of 2016, running through April of 17. From the Simple Green U.S. Open of Handball through Salt Lake City's Players' Championship. 
The WPH Live TV film crew will be airing matches on ESPN3 and the Watch ESPN app with hopes you come out and play or help promote this amazing game by sharing each event's broadcast schedule. To gather the full schedule, go to www.wphlive.tv and use your tabs. Select Elite Handball and then click the schedule, news, rankings, and more. Come join the WPH on the courts this season. The WPH Live TV crew is sinking the time, effort, and energy into growing the game of handball on a grassroots level with a focus on mass media attention. Junior WPH is flourishing as the WPH is a full-time development director and coach on staff and a department of instructors that will train, mentor, teach, and introduce handball to over 5,000 new recruits and junior athletes before year's end. Thank you for a the group that sees a very bright future for the game of handball. Without your donations and membership support, the WPH would not be where they are today. The WPH is a 501c3 nonprofit foundation. Please encourage others in your area to support, donate, volunteer, and give. Visit the WPH website at wphlive.tv or go to thehandballstore.com to purchase your player's card membership. Listening to the Sports Radio Cast with hosts Dave and Dave from Inshow Interviews, the latest gossip, and upcoming schedule of events. Check us out at WPHlive.tv. Welcome back to the Dave and Dave Handball Radio Cast. It's time for the Olympic Quick Hits. The U.S. won the overall medal count at the Summer Olympics for the sixth time in a row, finishing with 121 medals. The last time any country won more than that was in 1988 when the USSR finished with 132 almost 30 years ago. We also won the most gold, silver, and bronze medals, and the last time any country did that was 40 years ago in 1976. That, too, was Russia. Our female athletes were a huge reason for that, winning just over half of the medals this year. They finished with 61, which is a new record. And if they competed as their own country, they would have come in third. Usain Bolt became the first athlete in history to win both the 100-meter and the 200-meter at three consecutive games. After partying with several women in Rio over the weekend, Usain Bolt was spotted Monday in London, where he brought as many as 10 women from a club to his hotel room. His girlfriend has noticed she's even been liking social media posts that call him out for cheating. Congress may make the Olympic athletes exempt from taxes on their medal bonuses. U.S. women's soccer goalie Hope Solo has been suspended for six months after calling the Swedish cowards after they beat the U.S. and knocked them out of medal contention. Horror director Eli Roth says the Rio Olympics are giving him new ideas for a new hostile movie. There's a rumor that Amber Rose is doing Dancing with the Stars. But one thing we do know for sure is that gymnast Simone Biles won't. She's too busy, but she said she'd like to do next season. The official lineup will be announced next Tuesday. The Olympics gave NBC a clean sweep of the ratings. Closing ceremonies attracted 17 million viewers and also helped boost the ratings for a special preview of the Miley Cyrus and Alicia Keys season of The Voice. Officials in Rio charged Ryan Lochte with falsely reporting a crime. He may be sentenced up to six months in jail or might just make him pay a fine. Meanwhile, Ryan Lochte actually gained an endorsement deal last week with Pine Brothers Cough Drops. Rio wants to interview him about this so-called robbery. The U.S. has promised to send him on one condition, that Rio doesn't send him back. <laughs> Ryan Lochte says he over-exaggerated his story about being robbed. I don't think he learned his lesson, though. Later on in the interview, he went on to describe what it felt like being the first man on the moon. It's been reported that he lost his Speedo endorsement because of this robbery scandal. That's right. He lost something that showed his nuts because he showed he's nuts. As long as he doesn't call the police to claim that Speedo put a gun to his head and robbed him of his endorsement deal. Ryan Lochte has hired Justin Bieber's PR guy which makes sense because the guy clearly has experience dealing with reprehensible D-bags. He reportedly wants Lochte to keep out of the public eye for a while, which is why yesterday Lochte went to the theater and watched Ben-Hur. Ryan Lochte will be in the new cast of Dancing with the Stars, it appears, so it's official, he's washed up. 
But then again, this news came from Ryan Lochte, so, well, yeah, it's completely false. In other news, well, there really is no other news besides Ryan Lochte's train wreck. Michael Phelps says he's definitely retiring this time. And it's for real, so don't get your hopes up if you think he's coming back. This comes from the end of NBC's primetime Olympics coverage last week. I've had a lot of four more years uh, chance in the last couple of days, and, and um, this is what I came back for. And, you know, at the age of 31, I'm happy to start moving forward to a new chapter in my life. And, and uh, I am retiring. This is it. That was the last race ever. And... and you know, I think the biggest change between now and London was, you know, going into my last race in London, I was just looking forward to, to being over. Like, you know, I didn't really have, you know, I wasn't really some of that great in my opinion, and um, I wasn't fully involved with it. And, and this time around was completely different. You know, I walked into the pool yesterday, and I felt the tears coming already. You know, with everything that Bob and I have gone through and, and we've been able to accomplish. Um, so it, it was just a, a good experience that we had and shared together. And I think the memories that we have built in this Olympics uh, are much more meaningful than anything we've ever built. After 17 days of competition, the 2016 Olympics in Rio came to a close last week. So let's take a minute to look at the highlights of the 31st Olympiad with the top things we learned from Rio Olympics. Government officials have asked Michael Phelps to fly to Guantanamo to stare down prisoners. Ryan Lochte and his teammates failed in synchronized alibis. Watching 5,000 hours of passionate competition among the fittest people on the planet is still not quite enough to make anyone in America put down the remote and actually go outside. If women's rugby teams wore what the beach volleyball players wear, it would literally be porn. Boxing isn't as fun to watch when the mafia is not involved. <laughs> to make things fair, people racing against Usain Bolt from now on should be able to drive. Somehow, Bob Costas is more ghetto than Mike Tirico. And Ryan Seacrest sounds as natural talking about sports as my grandmother does when she talks about Wu-Tang Clan. Here's Ryan on the Dan Patrick radio program telling Dan he was not concerned about the Zika virus, but there was another concern. Then the actual concern is on the ground, so I'm not worried about that much. I'm actually excited to get there. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a, a fantastic uh, uh, games. And so not a lot of worries. My biggest concern is just to make sure I know exactly how to talk about sports. And that's your Olympic quick hits. Time now for stand-up hilarity. Here's Kevin Nealon talking about outdoor sports. I'm on a strict uh, running program. I started yesterday. Mm -hmm. I've only missed one day so far. <laughs> oh, I'm serious about it this time. I'm serious about it. I tried cross-country skiing last year. That's a tough sport. Here's a little tip if you're going to try it. Start off with a small country. <laughs> And go the width, not the length. <laughs> Chile's a good beginner's country because it's only like this wide. WPHLive.TV presents the Dave and Dave Sports Radiocast on TuneIn Radio. Are you ready? Welcome back to the Dave and Dave Radio Sportscast. As we talk handball, we have one of the greatest players of all time on the phone with us, Dave Chapman. You're at work. I know you're busy, man. Uh, what is it exactly that you do? I'm a finance director of a Mercedes-Benz dealership. So basically, I handle like approvals for people that come in to purchase or lease vehicles and um, basically do the paperwork with them and, and uh, send them on their way once all that's finished. So Vegas, a couple years back, you got dropped off in a limo. That wasn't a Mercedes limo. Those guys back home don't know about that, right? Yeah, that's um, so the casinos will, will provide transportation for you. If uh, if you're an invited guest, they'll, they'll take you to the wherever you want to go in a limo. So it's, okay. it's a free service. You just kind of tip them for bringing you there. That's so a $20,000 a day limo. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> minimum. I mean, yeah. minimum. It's free, though, but yeah. as long as you've it's, lost 20 grand on the tables. Well, you can win also. It's, a, it's win or lose. They provide <laughs> it to you based on, you know, how much you're wagering at each hand. Okay, friends and fans want to know this. Are you playing handball at all? Maybe about twice a year, but that's about it right now. So it's not like part of the weekly mix. I, I saw some pictures on Facebook where you went to New York and you're playing one wall. Can you talk about that just a little bit? I know that's a, like a passion of yours. Yeah, I mean, a couple times a year I'll go to New York, and I, I still enjoy playing outside more now than I do inside just because there's not a lot of courts around where I live. So it's 
it's about a two hour round trip commute for me to go play indoor um so it's just it's not conducive for me to to do that so i'll mainly play some outdoor at the park if i do at all and then when i go to new york i'll play probably a couple times a year doing that you know dave and i've talked about this a lot you, you seem to have like this deep passionate love for outdoor handball you know it's something that's different so i just enjoy it because it's it's something i didn't grow up with one wall i grew up more with three wall and four wall so it's just a little bit more exciting for me to do something new that's still involves handball it's it's um it's more exciting for me to do that than to uh you know to go play four wall which i've done for 35 37 years now if you were going to come back into handball and play one more time what would be one accomplishment just one achievement that you would wish that you can get and i'm taking the you know going past Nadi alvarado's 11 or tying him off the table just one achievement one tournament that you could win what would it be i would like to win the doubles one wall in new york i think that's would still be possible if I did decide to come back, um, just because there's um, there's not a lot of running back and forth and things where my maybe I don't know if my speed has dropped at all yet, being 41, but I, I still I still think that would be a possibility of, of an event I can win. Well, Dave, you've had great success out there at Coney Island, not winning it, but part of the most famous picture maybe ever captured at Coney, where you hit that flat rollout flat on your back. That has to bring back some good memories. Yeah, that was that was a good one. That was one of the times where I, I had a chance to win that. I've got to the semis before the finals of the Worlds uh, in one wall double. So it's been close. I just haven't uh, captured that title yet. Well, just recently, John Rookie Wright won the small ball one wall national title uh, past the age of 40, which we thought was just like a tremendous achievement since he was switching going from the big ball to the small ball. Yeah, there's still there's still hope. And we do have hope. I know the fans do as well that you would actually come back. I know 41 is is probably in your mind late in a career, but the way you think is that you can accomplish anything. Where'd you get that sort of tiger mentality about your own abilities? Well, um, I, I think you're either born with it or you're not. I think I don't think it's something that can be taught. I think you can you can motivate people and, and get them to achieve success in small increments but I think as far as just being competitive and passionate about about any sport or any activity you do you know Dave Fink has that same thing we both just hate to lose so it's I just don't think it's something that's taught. I just think you're, you're you either have it or you don't. Do you think that's what holds you back sometimes from coming back and playing? is the the thought that if you're not going to win it you're not going to you know have fun or want to achieve it no i don't mind putting myself on the line for anything any any sport any time but the main thing for me is that it was just so painful i can't swing with my right arm like i used to so i have to use different swings and different different shot selection to be able to still compete at a high level you've played in vegas you won the singles in the inaugural year legends like yourself rookie Wright, marty hogan uh, goyo tellez john bike rocky carson cliff swain nadi Alvarado jr they've all played what makes that tournament in las vegas the three wall ball outdoor world so so special well i think it's the location being right in the middle of the Las Vegas Strip. Also, having racquetball and handball players at one event is is very exciting for, for both sports. So you can interact with, with a totally different sport in the same tournament. And then just, uh, you know, just being outside with, you know, with thousands of people and fans that are watching, it's it's probably one of the most exciting tournaments of the year. And if, if I were to come back, that would be probably the one I would I would choose to uh, to compete in. People know you as a St. Louis guy because I think a lot of what you've done, some of your achievements, some of your great stuff recently have obviously come from you being in St. Louis. But your career started in Southern California. The Southern California Handball Hall of Fame Committee has just announced that you will be inducted this year. Coming up, I believe it's September 10th at the Los Angeles Athletic Club, you'll be inducted into their Hall of Fame. What does it mean to you to, to even be recognized and, and then to have that great honor? Well, you know, normally in Hall of Fames, uh, people are, you know, older, so they're putting me in at a very young age because, you know, I had all those titles that, uh, you know, when I, when I, from 17 to 35 or whatever, so I didn't play the sport to, to get into a Hall of Fame or be recognized in front of a lot of people. I did it because I just, I wanted to win. I wanted to be on top of something, and it was more for me than 
for what I what everybody else thought or, or what could happen in the future with Hall of Fames and inductions like that. So I'm glad that they're recognizing me, and I know it's a big honor. But at the end of the day, it, it for me, I'm not going there for me. I'm going there because they want to put me in. Well, Dave, you're obviously probably the most deserving that they've ever had in the Hall of Fame or any Hall of Fame. But if you had to, to list one accomplishment that's your favorite out of all the national titles, probably more than 60 pro national titles that you've won, or maybe it's not even a pro national title, what would you say is your your best accomplishment, the one that you're most proud to have won? Well, besides being Dave Fink in his own basement when we were like 14, um, <laughs> Going to Ireland and playing Duxie when I was 19, that was something uh, that, that kind of mirrored the Olympics. It was a very good, fun event. That was probably one of the, the greater times and, and accomplishments that I remember uh, most about my handball career. You know, Dave, you've been kind of away from the game now for a couple of years. What do you miss most about playing in these events besides just, you know, winning championships? You know, that's a that's a question that is asked by a lot of pro athletes, and, and I think I'm in agreement with most, and it's the competition. Once you're, once you're out of something that you've done your whole life, you try to look for other things to give you that, that uh, it, it's kind of like a high because you're, you're competing and it's exciting. You don't want to lose, so you're putting yourself on the line all the time. So probably just that, that competition and, and close matches and things like that is what I miss the most. Dave, like you said, a lot of pro athletes are asked that question. What is it that you're able to do to fill that void now? I know that you're extremely successful in business, but it's got to be hard to kind of go from having that competition every week or every other week, and now you're, you know, like you said, you're not really able to play because of your arm. So what are you doing to fill that void? You know, you really can't fill that void. You try to find things that, that you can do to fill it, but I, I have not found anything. I travel a lot, which is fun, but it's not, you know, it's not a competition, things like that. That's kind of what I do mostly for fun is, is travel around the country quite a bit. Dave, earlier you mentioned Duxie Walsh and playing him when you were 19 going over to Ireland. You heard about his recent passing. And it just really startled the handball world. I'm still not over it. What are your thoughts and memories about Duxie? You know, I've seen Duxie his whole career. So I saw him when he was um, really focused on his fitness and and even started maybe even getting better towards his later years. But from where he was to where he came and all his accomplishments, it was just something, you know, for him to pass away like that. I mean, it just startled the whole handball community for sure because he, he really changed his life and, and was doing so many positive things with handball and in his uh, in his work business career too. Dave, there's so much we can ask you and so much that we can discuss, but one thing I think a lot of people are curious about is who would you say is the toughest guy, the toughest opponent you've ever faced in your career, whether it be, you know, four wall or three wall, the guy that that had you worried that if he was on his game, it was going to be very tough for you to win on that day? For me, you know, it has to be Brady. I don't think I played him at his best and my best. I feel like he was the most physically fit, had the best shot selection, two dominating hands. So it, for me, it would have to be Brady. We're seeing Brady now into that age range where you were still actually the American number one at 36 or 37. He's lost his last two events to Killian Carroll, who I'm not sure that you know, but is Brady able now at 36 or 37 to still come back and continue that championship run after having 10 straight national championships snapped? I think handball has a lot to do with the mental game um, in conjunction with the physical part of it. So I think players now that see him getting beat may have a little bit more confidence. And when, when they get close and tight with Brady, they may start making the shots that they didn't used to to be able to overcome his greatness now. So a lot of it had to to do with the mental aspect nobody was beating him so nobody thought they could beat him and maybe they were closer than they than they thought they were in his ability but he just kept winning and winning so it's it's sometimes difficult to get on the court and beat somebody that isn't being beaten and you don't think you can beat if you can get over that mental aspect then um then i think uh, you'll see him start to lose more matches dave and i often talk about you know when we get john bike in the booth or when we have you in the booth you guys tell these great stories that we wish we can tap into more often i'd love for you to be more of a 
friend of the booth and possibly come out to one of the stops like New York and uh, and work with us. Um, we'd love to tap into your brain just a little bit, get you on the team. Yeah, I could probably come out to one a year with, with my job. I get three Saturdays off a year. The tough thing for me is just taking off that Saturday, like this Hall of Fame thing that's happening in L.A. That's one of the three Saturdays that I have. So obviously if the, if the tournaments were a Sunday through Wednesday, I could go to a lot more. Well, we're going to maybe change the schedule again. Maybe mm-hmm. that, that's the one way of handling it. Dave, congratulations on the induction into the Southern California Handball Hall of Fame. I know that there's another big one coming up after that in a couple years. Um, it's it's a great honor, and we're glad that uh, you had a, a little moment to chat with us about the past and, and Vegas coming up, your outdoor game, and where you're at today. That's cool. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy to, happy to talk to you guys. And it's exciting to see these events still go on year after year, and I hope to see more of them. And we hope to see you in Vegas if you ever do decide to make that comeback. Dave Chapman with an exclusive interview here on the Dave and Dave Radio Cast. Coming up, stand-up hilarity as we continue the show. Stick with us on TuneIn Radio. The Dave and Dave Sports Radio Cast gives you unique player interviews, select birthdays, news, and more as they highlight upcoming events. Get more at wphlive.tv. R2 Sports has the ultimate app for sports fans. Keep up to date with the latest results from your favorite sport. R2 Sports gives you instant access to a diverse range of sports and tournaments. Get live updates instantly on your Apple or Android handset. Follow your favorite players. Check their ranking and latest results. Favorite an event and get live notifications pushed right into the palm of your hand. Interact with other players and chat with fans. Watch events live right from within the app. Get results anywhere, anytime. R2 Sports, your link to the global sports network. R2 Sports is available as a free download from the App Store. Like us on Facebook for free premium access. Welcome back to the show, Dave and Dave Sports Radio Cast. It's time now for Stand Up Hilarity. Soccer sucks. We hate soccer in America. We hate it. We don't play unless we're forced. When does the game end? How annoying is that? And it could be another three minutes, five minutes. We don't know when it's going to end. How exciting. No one scored in nine hours. Oh, that was a close one. That was a close one. Guam needs that. Ghana needs that. I cared for a couple seconds. I got involved. I had my kids. We sat down in a restaurant. And some pe- the only time you really care is when you hear a crowd. You forget it's going on. Until you hear, hey! And then you turn and you see four morons go, hey, Peru scored! <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, it looks like we're going to win. And then they tied it. Oh. Oh, that sucks. Your roles are here. Oh, awesome. You're listening to the Sports Radio Cast with hosts Dave and Dave. We are back. It's the Sports Handball Radio Cast. Trish the Dish and Dave with Dave as we have episode number seven right now. Great interview there with Dave Chapman. Always cool to hear from Dave. He's got an interesting perspective on just about everything. Mm-hmm. Actually, everything. He is interesting. He is. Trish the Dish, you're going to dish up something, are you? Yes, I am. Okay, what, what are you going to dish up for us? Jennifer Lopez and Casper Smart have broken up again. Again? Again. Okay. They started pretty... dating in 2011 and have been mostly together since, but they did break up for a while between 2014 and 15. She's 47 and he's 29. But they broke up over the Conor McGregor-Nate Diaz 2 fight. He wanted to go to the fight and watch it. She said, no, we're going to this charity event in the Hamptons. He went anyway. Next thing you know, she's on stage with her ex-husband, Mark Anthony, singing <gasps> and hugging. Oh, and yeah, I read out. that. And as soon as he got on that plane to that fight in Las Vegas, she posted on her website, we're no longer together, or mm. something to that effect. And the next day, she's with Mark Anthony, and they look pretty cozy. So Jennifer Well, he's Lopez, married. Well, <laughs> this is uh, celebrity world. That's so. true. No rules apply. They, they do fake marriages in celebrity yeah. world. Yeah, but they seem good for each other at this, 
Even though they seem a little dysfunctional. Uh, well, she's old enough to be his mother. That's one thing that's a little dysfunctional. Yeah, she really loves the good-looking dancer types. She, I think. Doesn't all, everybody? I oh, mean, no, all her ex-husbands are like what gorgeous dishwashers. Mm-hmm. Another one was her ex-dancer, remember? And then another dancer, and then she married Mark Anthony. Kind of interesting. Tyler Perry is being criticized because his new show, Too Close to Home, has a mostly white cast. But he says, quote, it's so ridiculous. People are people. People need to let it all go. I agree with him. I think it's a great statement. I do, too. Even though I do understand why his fans are upset with not seeing what they were expecting, which is an all-black well, cast. Yeah, but just watch a trailer, and you'll see that they could see what they're not expecting, which is the fact that it is an all-white cast. I mean, they show that on the trailer every time you see the previews for the commercial. So what would they be upset for? If I knew that there was a comedian that I didn't like that was going to be in concert, I just wouldn't go to it. I wouldn't be upset and write and pick it. Well. Just wouldn't go. <laughs> That's true. For the second year in a row, Jennifer Lawrence is the highest paid actress in the world. She raked in $46 million over the past 12 months. Melissa McCarthy is second with $33 million. That kind of surprises me, but I think she's worth it. I do, too. I think she's phenomenal right out of the gate. Her first movie, and since thereafter, Both she's of them. just had great opportunities for great movies. Um, and she seems like the kind of gal with spit and fire to like want and you know demand more. I think Dwayne The Rock Johnson was... The highest paid actor at sixty-seven or sixty-six million. About Sixty-four million. That's what? right. And we talked about the sexism, and the first thing that I brought up was the differential in the dollar. Now you're talking about sixty-four million compared to forty-six million. Yeah. I mean, the Rock is on everything right well, now. I'm sure there's a lot of women that would be on everything if given up the opportunity to make that kind of money. Leonardo DiCaprio and his girlfriend were in a minor accident in the Hamptons when his Range Rover was hit by a Mini Cooper. But everybody's okay. It's like stepping on a bug (laughs) when you're in a Range Rover. Yeah, you get hit by a Mini Cooper and you're in a Range Rover and you're put in the hospital? What's going on with this world? Uh, Chris Rock's divorce is finally over. And I don't know if you guys cared. Probably don't. No. Kevin Hart married his longtime girlfriend this weekend. I actually love that comedian, Kevin Hart. He's one of my favorites. They had some, some nice pictures on the beach during their honeymoon, both of them. Extremely fit. Good looking couple. Yeah. And Terrence Howard now has five kids. And Robert De Niro says Donald Trump is totally nuts. Who doesn't agree? Donald Trump. Yeah, that's. I think he would. Come on. Production on Mission Impossible 6 has stalled because Tom Cruise wants too much money. Well, if you saw the last one. Where he's doing all the stunts, I think he's probably worth what he wants, which is probably somewhere over $20 million or so. But he, uh, more than that. 26 30 He wants that plus whatever's coming in on the revenue portion of it. Mm. You know, those but, action figures. But you know that he's voluntarily doing all of his own stunts. He doesn't have to do that. They could hire a stuntman to do that for 10 or 20 grand easily. True. So it, that's his choice to want to do those stunts. Um, a guy from Arizona who weighed 605 pounds three years ago is now over 320 pounds lighter, all by walking to Walmart for every single meal. He also started weightlifting in the past year, and now he's under 10% body fat. He probably sweated on his way there and lost all his weight from sweating. So he's still about 260 pounds, but only 10% body fat. But you How have to that? think, probably the skin that? is weighs a lot after they lose weight. So if you actually, if he got skin removal, I bet you a lot of that uh, pound, like probably 100 pounds of skin. Because it really stretched out. I, I'm going to go throw person. up now. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Just a second. I mean, I, I don't know. My God. Thank you for that visual. Dave, oh. Dave has... Uh, Trish, are you done? You no, have I have one more. Oh, okay, go ahead. A college kid in Pennsylvania was on a date on Monday night and tried to impress the girl by jumping from the roof of one building to another. Oh, yeah. Yeah, idiot. He didn't make it, and he got stuck in the narrow gap between the buildings. It took four hours for rescue crews to get him free, but he only wound up with an ankle injury. What? I mean, I wonder if he got date number two after that. I he had to, right? doubt it. No. I mean, just out of pity, you'd hope <laughs> at least a second date. I mean, these young guys will do anything to get that second date. 
But I didn't hear about that story, but that sounds fun. What a way to impress a girl is to jump from one building to the next. Yeah. I mean, she must be a good catch. Trish, thank you for those quick hits. We have some sports quick hits with Dave Fink. Dave? WWE legend and Hall of Famer Mr. Fuji has died. He was 82. His real name was Henry Fujiwara. I grew up watching that guy. Kind of shaped my childhood, jumping off of one building to the next, actually. 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick didn't stand during the national anthem at a preseason game on Friday. He said he couldn't show pride for a country that oppresses black people and people of color, in quotes. Some are calling it un-American, while others say he's free to make whatever statement he wants. As it turns out, Cowboys quarterback Tony Romo is not okay after getting injured in a preseason game last Thursday. He broke a bone in his back and is expected to miss at least half the season. This will be the second time that he's broken his back, literally, in about three years. At what point do you say, maybe this isn't for me, this football thing? (laughs) I mean, it's one thing, you know, maybe you tear your ACL or you hurt your shoulder, but breaking your back? Twice. What could be worse than that? Well, that's that's the price you pay for playing such an aggressive, violent sport like football. Tony Romo was into a slide in a preseason game, and he's got this linebacker coming from behind him who tackles him in this awkward position. I mean, I don't haven't heard much about it, but that was not the cleanest play. You know a quarterback is going down. He already had his feet going out for the slide, and, and this guy comes in really out of nowhere with Tony Romo not even knowing that someone was behind him. Now, you could say they're playing football. He's at full speed, and it's hard to judge just kind of watching on your couch, but it looked unnecessary to me. Well, doctors say that he should be back on his feet and getting injured in no time. So if you're a fan of the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. How come he doesn't seem to win for someone who's not a football he's injured. fan like me? He's oh. injured all the time. So the no. last two years of injury, 13-1, when he starts, when yeah. he's had these recent injuries. But before the last two seasons, he'd only missed one game in 2013, one game in 2012. So he, he's been a good quarterback. It's just that only one person can win at the end of the season. And he's had some things, you know, close games in the playoffs. He hasn't won. I'm not the biggest fan of him, but he is a very good quarterback. He's definitely one of the best. Speaking of another good quarterback, Andrew Luck. The best fourth quarter passer efficiency rating of all time. Right. Oh. But unfortunately for him, he can't even make it to the fourth quarter. But if if you look at at his win-loss, if you take him off the Cowboys, they can't win any games. What other player can you say that about in the entire NFL? I mean, Tom Brady's going to miss the first four games of this season. And they're still going to win the Super Bowl. So. I, I think they're yeah, going to win at least two of those games. how are they constantly winning? <laughs> well, they've got... <laughs> See how I look at me. I'm such an uh, amateur yeah. in understanding f- football especially. And yet I already know that New England Patriots win and the Cowboys lose. So even though that the, you know, both... Sometimes there's just a black cloud, oh. and there's a black cloud well, over Dallas. I think that, you know, you've got the, the wisest people, the people that can best pick out talent in New England with Bill Belichick and his his group there, and they know how to maximize what they've got. They know how to game plan. They know how to plug in holes when people are injured, and it's, I think, probably a lot of little things. But football is hard to understand, and it doesn't make sense that New England, who seemingly doesn't have the best players outside of their quarterback, would keep winning, but they do. Andrew Luck of the Indianapolis Colts finally traded in his flip phone for another flip phone. <laughs> That's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> now if he could only flip that record that he's had with the Colts there. A lot of losses recently. He is being scrambled, hit, sacked. I mean, the highest paid player in football, or at least top two, the highest paid quarterback, Right. sucks. I mean, <laughs> and it's because of that offensive line. Which is also just horrible. Well, he had that punctured lung, and you know, yeah. it's just that's, that's another thing that's kind of like a broken back. I mean, do you have to ask yourself, is this really worthwhile? A punctured lung? I mean, you could die from that. Vin Diesel got an award from Facebook for being only the third person to hit 100 million fans. The first two were soccer stars Cristiano Ronaldo and Shakira. Now, Vin Diesel is also linked to The Rock, who we mentioned earlier. The Rock, the highest paid actor at $64 million plus per year. Yeah, but that's only if you use a really, really loose definition of the term actor. <laughs> and I'm talking loose. You know, I'm, it's, it's real loose, if you ask me, but... 
Vin Diesel and The Rock didn't get along on their last movie together, The Fast and Furious 8. There's talk that they may have a showdown at WrestleMania, I guess it's 33, next year, which will debut, debut just before The Fast and Furious comes out in April of 2017. They so call that a work in wrestling. So they're going to fight each other, Vin Diesel and Rock? Possibly. I would watch that. Dennis Rodman came on stage during a Pearl Jam concert at Wrigley Field in Chicago last week, and Eddie Vedder jumped into his arms. <laughs> I thought that was a cool moment. I saw that on Baseball Tonight. Keeping up with the WWE theme, WWE SummerSlam, which is the WWE's second biggest pay-per-view behind WrestleMania, ended with Brock Lesnar opening up a serious cut on Randy Orton's forehead. It's not clear if this was part of the show or an accident. They call that a worker shoot. In wrestling, a shoot right. is is something that kind of went off script, but it, it appears to have been a work that maybe got a little bit carried so away. So for the first time in a long time, wrestling was not fake? <laughs> oh, wow, that makes headlines. Well, there was a, a huge conflict and potential fight backstage when Brock Lesnar got back there. Waiting for him was the walls of Jericho. Chris Jericho to stick up for his buddy Randy Orton got right in Brock Lesnar's face. Brock Lesnar said, kiss me or punch me, you bleep. Ah. Vince McMahon had to actually step in the gentleman who just turned 73 and corral these two 240 plus pound behemoths. I remember when Vince McMahon actually got into the the ring himself and did a little wrestling. They say Vince McMahon works out every day at 3 in the He's morning. He's a big dude, isn't he? Yeah, huge. Wrestling fan John Stewart. You can see, Dave, that I'm enjoying these wrestling I just It's really headlines. hurting my feelings. <laughs> Appeared at SummerSlam for the second straight year, which was at the Barclays Center, to hang out with the New Day and the Bootios. The Bootios? <laughs> Well, that's the cereal that they promote, of course, Trish. I don't know what you were thinking it was. Yeah, we know what she (laughs) thinks. He took a beating from their opponents, but they saved him and gyrated like the New Day famously does to celebrate. So you actually put WWE and and wrestling news in the sports section? (laughs) So that's a sport then. So just sports entertainment. So so we should just put like The Bachelorette and Survivor also in there too, since that's made up. There's a little bit of athletics going on late at night there, too. No? Tom Brady sliced his thumb open with scissors last Wednesday. Luckily, he's got four extra weeks to recover. Now, Tom Brady was trying to fiddle with his own spikes. I mean, first he's fiddling with his footballs, inflating them or deflating them, and and now he's working on his cleats with a pair of scissors? With his offhand. <laughs> right. Alex Rodriguez played what was probably his last game on Friday. He went one for four with an RBI double. Before his first at bat, he got a standing ovation. Remember that? Hit that double. That was pretty cool. I would have retired right there. Did it John Crux style. Mm-hmm. And I'm more impressed with the fact that he had that press conference and said that, you know, he'd rather do nothing than play baseball. And that's everything that's ever meant to the. And then Tampa Bay offered him the position to be the, the fourth batter, the bat cleanup. Uh, and they're in playoff contention. And he says no. Mm-hmm. I just don't get that. How can you say that you... I, I absolutely loved Alex until that moment. Yeah, it seems strange. I mean, I agree with him. He probably does love to play baseball, so why isn't he playing? It's right in his backyard. Doesn't everybody Tampa from New Bay. York go down to Florida on yeah, vacation? Yeah. yeah. And then to live. He could be batting cleanup right now for the Devil Rays, hitting the roof. Just to show that there's no love loss between the Los Angeles Rams skipping town, a St. Louis bar chain is offering $1 off pitchers for every touchdown opponents score against the L.A. Rams. This, of course, will be their first season in L.A. for about 20 years, Dave, when they were the L.A. Rams in the 80s. Yeah, it's going to be quite a long time. I can't wait to watch some of that. But, you know, L.A. doesn't really get into their football teams as much as I think the media thinks they do. And, I mean, I don't see it being very monumental. They don't have a very good team. Well, it's been a huge push for the NFL front office to try and get teams to L.A., and I think they're going to try and have at least two there by the end of the 2017 or 18 season. And trying to get San Diego to come up as well. So they could have three in the area. It just doesn't make Mm -hmm. sense to me. A little overkill, but that's how the NFL looks at things. Yeah. 
we have the Three Wall Ball Outdoor Vegas Championships coming up December 21st through the 25th. You heard Dave Chapman talking about if you were ever to come back and play handball again, it would be in Vegas. We want you to come and play as well. The deadline is 3 o'clock Central Time, September 19th. I know that you might not think to yourself, okay, I'll remember that. So we'll just keep reminding you via email. Go to our website at WPHLive.tv. Also, info at WPHLive.tv. If you just have a random question, there's a lot of them. And we get them daily. And hopefully we'll have a segment where we answer all of those questions, Dave, in, in, in future episodes. But the Vegas tournament coming up and also right around the corner, Toledo, three-wall USHA National Handball Championships with some pretty big names. We discussed it earlier. Sean Linning, Luis Moreno, Tyree Bastidas, Dane Zatkowski, Armando Ortiz, Shorty Ruiz, Marco Lemus. I feel like I'm leaving out somebody pretty big. I know Emmett's not playing, but that's going to be a big one in the men's side of things. They've added some big ball, one wall play. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, that's episode seven. We'll have another one coming up in a couple weeks. If not next week, stick around. It's the Dave and Dave Handball Sports Radio Cast here on TuneIn Radio.